0: (laughs) I'm laughing because it's kind of funny watching an engineer work without headphones. I just want to go with that, and then I'll just edit this out later on. Or I think it's funny, I'll keep it, and you have to deal with it. Hi, I'm Greg. Welcome to Ask Mom and Dad, our twice-a-week-now mm-hmm. podcast where Tanya and I sit down. Um, that's my wife, just in case I've never told you her name. that me. Um, that's her. Mm-hmm. And uh, have a conversation about what it is to um, do life together and what it is to be, a, um, to be well, I was going to say good parents.
1: But the truth is the good parenting
0: <laughs> thing is still a judgment call that um, is out. Uh, so far, we're pretty comfortable with what's going on with our kids. Um, and so that brings me to today's subject. I thought it would be kind of interesting to take a day and do something we've never done before and that is to interview somebody to talk that's to our very kids, special to us we've done that before we talk to our kids but we've never done it in an environment where they're actually in this environment oh, with us okay. well you might have heard um the beginning of this podcast which has music playing you know um you might not recognize that voice but that voice is someone very Cute. near and dear most of our children refer to her as our favorite daughter i will leave that one for you to judge as well it's okay. not true she's not our favorite daughter we yeah she's just you know preferred um so with that being said <laughs> <laughs> we've had her with that's her song she wrote that song she's our
1: youngest um, daughter
0: that's well that just doesn't help the favorite daughter status because if she's our youngest daughter everybody thinks the babies are the favored so that means elijah's our most well, favorite child so i am that that the favorite
2: option. daughter she is
1: I mean, okay no, according to you i'm the favorite child according to
2: According to the truth. According <laughs> to According to, the According, According to the prophecy. According to the prophecy. The prophet Micaiah said so. Um. <laughs> hey, and that would be the old funny, prophet, not the new prophet. Yeah, actually, or some old prophet true.
0: that's new. Anyway, as you can see, we're good at rambling as a family. And um, what so the, the configuration for this episode is a little bit differently as far as how you can see us if you're not watching us why not my wife says why would you do a video podcast nobody watches podcasts on video let's prove no, her wrong what I meant was, Both of you. if you're not Listening. watching you
2: wouldn't be able to see me double fisting water and tea right now which is probably the best thing you can do for your body there you um, go double, double fisting water and tea, water and tea <laughs> right now <fisting, laughs> water in one hand and tea herbal, in the other.
0: Tea yeah. <laughs> herbal tea it's um, herbal tea uh, wild
2: sweet orange by Tazo not sponsored. <laughs> but
0: delicious. Do I need to start this all over again? All I want to say is to both of you out there who listen to us, we're so glad that you chose to tune in. If you're listening right now, please go to YouTube and check it out so you can see the goofy faces that my wife makes sometimes when I try to tell a joke. Also, if That's you haven't true. seen us there and, and you're driving, yeah. don't go to YouTube. Just keep driving and keep your eyes on the road watch us later because this is the most insane opening I have ever done for this (laughs) show. We are mainly doing that because I don't know yet what we're gonna talk about today, but I do want to introduce you to the author and composer, performer, and I think that covers all of the adjectives that are necessary to say that she wrote the opening and closing song. This is Micaiah Lezinski, no relation.
2: Lezinski.
0: Um, yeah, Yeah, Micaiah Lezinski, no relation. Her stage name goes as Micaiah Sawyer, Very related. And um, she kept that.
1: So when you're married, you're oh not right, 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 No, anymore. that's a good
2: point. So me and my daily life and who I am, just normally, that's not. I have no relationship yeah. to, <laughs> to the Sawyer family.
1: <laughs> but the,
2: the the potential for fame version of me, potential. Oh. That the person who might make him money someday, maybe. <laughs> yeah, he's always, at you're least, joke joked about that. You know. Yeah. So
0: your your husband is a PFC. He's a private first class. That's you related. are a PFC. You're my potentially famous child.
2: Ah, and so that one. works
0: for me anyway very good one um or just sugar daughter what does that? So, <laughs> that what does that
1: even mean we thought we would talk to her because she's actually leaving speaking us. of the
0: military which
1: is yeah really sad her husband Whoa. has decided
0: that he wants good her to live ways, with right? him again <laughs> after a year of abandoning her to texas where he's oh, what trained. a
2: weirdo i know
0: strange how's your dating life been
2: um, it's great. I have a boyfriend,
1: but don't tell my husband.
0: Okay, yeah, I'll keep no. it quiet.
1: <laughs> and he's probably about two feet tall. And well, I should got you've got one that's two and a half feet tall, one that's two feet tall, and one that's like one. I'm tall. You're trying to make things? it innocent, but yeah. it
0: sounds like she's dating midgets. It sounds
1: a little. <laughs> I was <laughs> talking about her nephews. <laughs> I was like cuz she's going to have to leave them and they're all going to be sad except for one of them's going with you.
0: I know how now to get this Which... video to go viral. I just have to say ask mom and dad conversations okay, so on dating midgets and something
1: at, anyway. horribly inappropriate. You said one more what was your question? What was I it? I was commenting on how your one of your nephews is, is going with you Yes. and the other two are going to miss you. And what yes, I said was, it's going to be the first time you've actually lived away from us. So Yeah, so I'm stressed about that. Well, and I'll need... take
0: the opportunity as well to say that this might be the last time you see us in a format like this, because she's also taking with her my engineer, because technically it's her engineer. And so mm-hmm. her that's and her engineer. That's how it's done, folks. Uh, she did this stupid thing by offering them money to go, and I think that's just cheating. But it's okay. And so they're going to Texas, right? And you're going to try and make it... Going Texas, Texas, big. Everything's bigger in Texas. So I was thinking,
1: what things Texas are you excited than about? Do you know? Do you know what you're going to be doing when you get there? I mean, I know some things are kind of tentative. I have yet loose... you're looking for a house still, right? Yeah, <laughs> I have a,
2: a rough, loose plan of action. Rough and loose. A rough <gasps> and loose plan because but... nothing
1: in my life is ever stable. <laughs> so I have to. And Um, some things are a little stable because you're taking some of your students with you a little bit, right? So that's kind of cool. Some of my students. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah.
1: yeah. I am, yes, I am currently teaching...
2: In person, and I'm going to take some of those with me on my phone slash
1: computer. <laughs>
2: Zoom has
0: made it mobile.
1: I was going to say, or. in the yeah. new technology age, we yeah. Can one take of the our bless- students yeah. to Texas with us when we leave. It's like a Washington. blessing
2: and a curse because I'm not obsessed with virtual teaching. It's kind of like weird. It's just not as personal and not as um, like I don't know. Like it's just not the best way well, to do it, in my opinion. Intimate, but yeah. yeah, well, yeah, and I I don't know. I don't feel as free to like. For, it's just harder for uh, me to focus. It's harder for them to focus in general. Virtual lear- learning is not ideal, in my opinion. But but it's good that we've already adjusted into this a little bit because I, I can teach some of them virtually and keep keep in contact with those students as well as like continue to build my repertoire. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so it's not yeah. one of the, one benefit from that. COVID, mm-hmm.
0: if we can say there has been any, is that you've been able to. Um, which it's interesting though. You had been teaching for how long before COVID hit.
2: I was teaching for a few days. Like two, yeah, literally like like two weeks. You
0: haven't been teaching that that long. It feels like you've been teaching there forever. The first like
2: three months of teaching... You were, 3 to 4 months of teaching it was all even, virtual. Yeah, you
1: didn't even get to meet your students yeah. one on one.
0: Well, and we've jumped right into the fact that you're teaching, but real quickly since, you know, the, the couple of people in our audience probably doesn't know don't know this or not. You don't just write one song. You you've been your goal for as long as I can remember has been to be able to compose music and to you've shifted in how that looks. But um but tell me a little bit about where you are, what you're doing, kind of where you um, there's a lot of questions, but you know what are you? What are you seeing happen? What do you want to see happen with your career, as far as writing songs, performing them? I mean, well, that's, that's what thing. I asked her
1: about when she goes to Texas.
2: What, what are, you, she was excited you know, about are you excited about? Well, I'm gonna about try. Now that live music is potentially coming back, and that's the only format of music I want to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's hard enough for I like I like recording, but um, I just love playing live. I love being able to interact with an audience and to, you know, to see them get the experience of you know, watching that performance and to kind of see, like feeling the music. Yeah, feel feel the it. music. I mean, everyone knows that music is better live. So it's just <laughs> it's just the reality. So um so I want to do live performances and my my objective when I get there, like my sort of plan. <laughs> because I want to you know, goals for the end of this year, roughly an audience of two hundred or more is the ideal. <laughs> you want to be able
0: to like play a show where two hundred people show up?
2: Yes, yes, that's what I mean. Yeah. Um, have a draw of two hundred. So I'm going to, Good goal. I'm gonna get into bars. I'm gonna get into bars and coffee shops, and maybe wherever the they let you play. And yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm just gonna meet people. I, mm-hmm. you know, I've always been kind of a, not a shy person at all, but like when it comes to strangers, I've just been kind of like mm-hmm. I wait for them to approach me, and now I'm a little more comfortable with strangers which is also and I've I've grown a lot in COVID so I'm way more comfortable with strangers I just want to I'll just I just want to talk to people life is way way better when you're willing to just talk to people and that's (laughs) so I just want to talk to people I want to be a light in their life and I want them to be able to enjoy my music and the um, messages that I have to give through my music and and connect with me through me just being me and telling my story and listening to theirs so that's that's my ultimate goal with music, and to, and to do that with as many people as possible. Big, yeah, it's just big to be kind connecting of with people and have them goal. really feel and connect with me. And yeah, that's my general hoping goal.
1: that Texas will be open a little bit more because it supposedly is more than here anyway, right? And except for yeah. that, we've learned some of the bigger cities are a little bit less. Uh, oh, less in, in that category, but you're going to be able to be kind of in a general area. Um, Of three different big cities right Mm -hmm. Uh, between San Antonio Antonio, Austin Austin, and Houston Houston Houston, probably yeah Yeah. Houston's
2: three hours for me Um, they have some I guess they have at least one big music festival that I've heard of and I don't know if they're going to do it this year or not Uh, sure I don't know what it's called that's what it's called okay South by Southwest yeah he's apparently done more research than I have (laughs) well (laughs) they invited you the,
0: the COVID year last year during COVID hit you were we were talking about you going down there and oh. doing a solo act down, there, just taking one of the side stages,
2: mm. and um, that was the one.
0: Yeah, so was oh, one. and so okay. that was a tough one because that was a good exposure opportunity for mm. you and and you know because you know
1: a couple people already that you've performed up here with, in fact, yes. right? I don't know if it was um, yes
2: Kelly Jakel and Jeff Horty. Jeff Horty is the one that's actually in Texas, so that was the one I was gonna we were gonna talk to him. Or... And
1: he's been on in that probably, probably. in probably. I mean, I
2: would the... assume so. His band is really big down there.
0: His band mm-hmm. is. Um, well, his band—he used to be with. I don't know that he's with them anymore. But he's a um, kind of a bluegrass. Um, yeah. It's a it's a heavier version of it, but it's a bluegrass. It's like
2: bluegrass rock. It's like it's cool music. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they to were it. they were
0: both the people you referenced were in the Pitch Perfect. So you can actually go there and type in their names and find them on YouTube playing in the Pitch Perfect three movie where both the, his band was in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We know. We That'll
1: won't. be a cool yeah. connection. But then also, you're just hoping to be able to uh, make some friends and yep connected to yep. some of the other places also it's maybe sort of a dark world i'm entering into and, i'm <laughs> it's very
2: uh i don't know what's gonna happen but mm-hmm. i'm just gonna try and um, trust god
1: and see what there you go where it so goes So that's my next question is so what are you afraid of what do you think oh goes through your mind with oh that? God because i've heard you kind of be a little nervous about some aspects of well even just that you haven't lived from away from us very much you've lived in proximity, at least, to us most of your life, I think. I yeah. Mean, right? Even even being married, you have been involved in our church or in our our ministries and stuff. So that's different. That's going to be different.
2: I was going to say, I'm mostly, I guess, afraid of my own discernment and ability to find, like, um, although I'm grateful that, you know, as yeah. you said, your engineer, Jared, and yeah, Kat,
1: are going um, to be going at with At least me some familiar people, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, um, nice. but yeah, I'm, I feel better about that. <laughs> that you guys are going together. Cause well, Jared like,
0: is a big beef of a man. I know he can protect you and your husband. That's the not, the military <laughs> training. It's not <laughs> about
1: fear of like protective. I'm worried about
2: discernment of like what
1: Jared, like, just churches and, and stuff. Normally. Like
2: I, I want to go to a really good church that is genuine with their a faith and, and has has similar like understanding of understanding of the, living that out, of the stuff, Bible and yeah. stuff. Yeah, and how you want to live that out, and um, or I mean, I'm I'm ready to meet new people and figure out like how different people express express their faith or <laughs> or what i mean by that is like well and
1: yeah to share what your faith, what, what about. god has
2: called different people too yeah and because not everyone not everyone like i want to be in small churches and you know and just like frequent bars and stuff like that not everyone's called to that some people are called to I don't
1: know you mean to get to meet people one-on-one like that is that what you're saying yeah yes where you've got small environments that you can get to know people where you can can continuously connect with people
0: well let's 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 talk about your music a little bit then with that in mind because you're talking about connecting to people and and being in bars you don't write worship music i mean you've written a worship song or two but your your music Mm -hmm. isn't worship music yes generally i can imagine you there you go well i'm gonna let you i'm gonna let you clarify that for a second yeah um but i mean you're not not writing um for hillsong
2: you yeah, know, I or, was going to say it's not um what corporate worship music is that the word or like it's not worship um, music for contab, or churches. yeah, contab. What was I going to say?
1: Contemporary,
2: <laughs> Contabulate. Contemporary. <laughs> music, yeah, or like it's not, yeah, it's not Christian music and it's not like you're, yeah, like you said, congregational, um, corporate worship music, but it's worship music. It's, it's worship.
0: How would you define it then? You're saying it's worship music, but what do you mean? So it's.
2: Well, like you could, from my perspective, you can write a song with no lyrics at all and it's worship it can be worship music. It's about where your heart is when you wrote it and when where your heart is when you're performing it. I think that anything that you're singing can even not be can even cease to be worship even if it was written intended to be worship. Mm-hmm. It's just it's about where your heart is. For me, every time I write a song, well, <laughs> Not every time I've struggled sometimes, but <laughs> for the most part, when I try to write a song, I'm writing it with an attitude of "I want this to glorify God," and to me, that's worship.
1: So, yeah, it's I appreciate worship. that because that's that's where your that's where worship comes from is from your um, response, your activity toward God. It's a response of His love to you, right? So it doesn't have to look like a certain thing, although, like you're saying, it's going to be used okay. in different settings than, say, a. a pr- you know, one that was specifically written for a congregation or something like that. Yeah. So I appreciate that even in these quote bars that you've been in, that's not the approach. It isn't I'm there to drink and carouse or whatever. I'm there to tell a message that these people need because they've come to this place where they want so badly to have fellowship with people. They want so badly to be accepted, to feel somebody's caring about them. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, that's the place they've found it. You know that that's come for you through Jesus and through. The church atmosphere because people that are seeking him tend to gather there instead but this message can can grab that heart wherever that heart may be right that's what mm-hmm. i believe that you've said over and over and and i believe that's been the testimony of truth from your life so i'm excited about that because i know that i know you and i know that's not compromised in you even even if you've written even a more secular song here or there it's it's been true to and I've also heard from so many different people how those messages come through your songs whether they seem to be um direct or not I guess the word I yeah. would use right I think
0: one of the things that is interesting to me, we can talk about secular music for a second is um
1: I don't
2: so, never mind continue sorry well, <laughs> what I was going to say is I
0: don't know that there is such a thing as secular music in the sense that what oh, we, I was going to say that, <laughs> that well, okay. in, in the sense that because First off, I, I was going to say, you've got a song getting ready to release. Mm-hmm. It's going to be releasing June something?
2: 4th. June 4th. Oh nice pockets. Gosh. Keep how your do- eyes out.
0: How are you doing on advertising that? Um, oh June 4th. <laughs> nice pockets. Keep your eyes out. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram. Um, and so... And but, that's about your but husband, right? Yeah, I was going right? yeah, to say, space. so how mm-hmm. is that a glorifying God song? Tell us what it's about.
2: Oh, my gosh. It's... <laughs> it's... Well, okay. <laughs> So that's, yeah. So that song is a cheeky <laughs> song. <laughs> that's funny. Um, um, you're not supposed to say that, by the way. Cheeky? No, no, what you said earlier, I'm not going to repeat it, but you're not supposed to say that because he's very embarrassed by it. Okay, oh, but I well,
1: said um, that. I was just uh, meaning it's about an affection you have an for yeah. your, what I, Significant I'm other. qualifying. <laughs> because it's your husband because you're married it's a it's a pure song even though yeah. it, it could be taken for the world. So second what's it about? Oralness. Well, okay,
2: okay. The song is actually about um, us keeping our hands off each other until <laughs> we, you know, until we we get married. But um, because, you know, you know,
1: yeah. yeah.
2: Um, but the reality of how difficult that actually is and how many people don't like a lot of people talk about the value of waiting for marriage. And I feel, feel like a lot less people talk about how difficult that actually is to accomplish and how um, um, <laughs> rare true. it is yep. and and how many people slip up um, beforehand, you know in various ways and and know, even if they're trying order. yeah
1: even if they're wanting to preserve their their lives or their hearts for jesus and after marriage to be intimate with someone but yeah it's difficult mm-hmm. right yeah and so you were encountering that and and that's kind of neat because most of your songs are written out of something you're really actually experiencing yeah struggling with. exactly
2: like, so the song is just sort of like a, it's like a tongue-in-cheek mm-hmm. kind of joke mm-hmm. song written about you know that
1: about it also came oh, it's hard to
2: The hands Uh off him because he's so dang good looking.
1: (laughs) Also kind of funny because Nice Pockets itself was the only URL, is that how it's called, that we could find that was cheap, that we could buy so that if you couldn't figure out how to spell Micaiah, you could go to nicepockets.com. It wasn't even
2: written (laughs) with that in mind. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We were coming up with... uh, yeah, we were kind of coming up with URLs that we could use instead of my name because my name is impossible to spell. And how do you spell your name? M I C A I A H. <laughs> Sawyer. That one's Micah
1: I oh. And funny that that's oh, what how is your I always name?
2: spell it. <laughs> Does he want me to reveal all this? Okay, he's, he's one of the most listening. private human beings listen. in the whole world. Because he watches the podcast.
1: When did listen. you watch Micah. my podcast?
2: His name is Micah. Yes, his name is Micah, and my name is Micah. Micah-aya.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's how I always spell your name. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Which is dumb, but I'm your mom. I no. have to yeah. figure out these little tricks.
2: Um, Shoot, I, I lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah, URLs, <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and Hannah was like, mm, just throwing out. That's my sister, Hannah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was just <laughs> throwing out Randos. random things things and sayings and she was like nice pockets and it was just a joke and dad was like you could write a song about a butt and i was like oh, about your husband's butt in a swoop
1: no it's silly well i i think in i 20 said, minutes later jean pockets song like you know jeans or whatever emerged anyway, it's kinda silly, from the darkness what yeah. i said i think i had made a comment about like pockets on a jeans or you know whatever we talked about that a little bit so it's become your logo is the Yes, pocket of a jeans. I thought was cute.
0: Yeah, yeah, if you check her Instagram out there, a like ad the there merged. with some stranger walking around in it, <laughs> putting phones in his pocket. Um,
1: Good friend
2: of mine. <laughs> that was nice of him to mm-hmm. offer his so, um, pockets. Yeah, allow so, me to objectify him. Like so that was very sweet. Yes, it was.
0: <laughs> to the point, though, about um, secular music. Uh, the music is oftentimes I think a reflection of the heart of the individual and you know one of the battles that you and I have had um, I mean when I say you and I that I mean that together we've tried to decide how do we want to put forward the image and Tanya you know all three I mean all of us as a family how do we take our um, daughter's gift and all of our children really, but yours is such a gift that can be such an exposure-oriented gift, You know, out in front of the public eye, put you on a stage much like me, but with more than two listeners, 200 we're going for right now. Um, To to make sure that you can be out there without um, expressing yourself truthfully, but without um, being a worship leader, because you weren't feeling called to be a worship leader necessarily. You were saying, I have a message of hope for a hurting world, right? And that kind of how we try we wound up putting that. So the battle was how well, do you be in a I'm gonna use the word secular for lack of another defining word. How do you go into a secular world, a world that is not of Christ, and and be there and perform with songs that kind of have there's a little double, you know, double entendre there. It feels like. I mean it's not. You're saying well, what it is. Talk a
1: little bit about how would you go back your to question? your art school time and how that mattered to you what what you felt like God put in your heart to be to them because you didn't want to come in and just lay out a Jesus message in the middle of that school which was very secular very even liberal whatever and yet you felt you had a message to give them I remember you talking about that and the song breathe became a big deal then because it was to you a message of just just breathe breathe you know to you the breath was the breath of Christ that gives you breath at all mm-hmm. but anyway tell us a little bit about that if you remember that do you remember that time and how God kind of spurred your heart to be that in that environment
2: yeah I was a little um I was a I was a figuring myself out too you know it was high school so sure <laughs> <laughs> so I was trying to you know um I and I was just I was fresh out of homeschool I never really in, uh, engaged much with people who, did weren't raised the same way I was with two very loving, very committed parents who um, have a strong faith that they're very compassionate about. Um, they all, they all, you know, have their various stories. A, a lot of them have broken homes, and um, uh, some of them had, really homes. some yeah. of them had, had homes that they would probably call sufficient and but then I would you know you'd hear them complain about them in various ways and and my heart would break over and over again because you know I I was you know truly I was privileged you know um to have you guys so uh for so the only thing I had coming in was my my values and my standards and um a lot of them were really put off by that and I had to learn how to kind of like soften up and and see from their perspective um like And, and so, yeah, that was my, and my heart just, I, I had countless times where I would just break down and like, I, like their, their struggles were heavy on me. Like I would just break down and cry at random times and, and just, and I, yeah, I would go down a constant hole of thinking about all the things that they were struggling with. So.
1: But I remember you saying it was so important to you to get to them that hope that you felt. It sounds like that shaped your
0: music. It shaped how you wrote.
2: Yeah. And what I was struggling, I think, the most with in high school was nobody wanted me to talk about Jesus. Nobody wanted me to talk about about my answer. So all I could do was cry and write songs, which is what um, God's given me. And they wanted to hear my music. They didn't, you know, yeah, you know, they wouldn't want to hear me talk about Jesus, but they would want to hear my music. So I didn't explicitly want to put Jesus's name in every song, but um, but I at least wanted to sneak in the themes. And, you know, I, I, I I said um, my my initial mission was I'm going to put in my values and the hope. And if they want to know where my hope comes from, talk to me and I'll give them a straight answer. Yeah. And interested. you got a
1: chance a couple of times. A couple Specifically, of times. I remember a, a lady asking you about the um, Perfect in Progress song that was spoke to her directly. And you were able to tell her that was why you wrote that was for people like her who were broken and, and torn up by the world kind of. And you you need, knew that they needed Jesus, but that, that answer for them, you know, was that they can find themselves as not having to be perfect, but to find... Him as their perfection, you know the pieces of that that were progress, whatever. But, but I remember you um talking about well, and you know what I talked about on Sunday was the smell, how we smell. I think people noticed that you bear the aroma of Christ because people would talk about it. They still do. I, I referenced that a little bit ago. How they know just listening to your music. The first guy that helped you when we got to Washington. Uh, eventually said, all oh, these songs are about Jesus, aren't they? I mean, like, <laughs> none of them. I remember him making that comment to your dad. There was, you know, songs like Keep On or songs like... Um, Which is what we use in our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of some of the other ones that are just not... Well, well even Waiting. It was Brian. Oh. Um, like, even Waiting. That's funny. That one's a little bit more obvious of a, a song, in, you know, in its message. And it's directly from... scripture. Uh, scripture. Yeah, but it's funny that The rest of your songs really aren't quite as obvious, but it but Brian saw that and knew it, even though he was fighting God on every side. Still is, as far as I know.
0: Well, and I think that says something about the fact that um, people aren't necessarily opposed to um, hearing hope and hearing the gospel. They're sometimes opposed to the way we deliver it as Christians. And And you know, Jesus didn't lead in with "I am the Messiah." bow to me he led with compassion he led with meeting their needs where they're at Mm -hmm. and so I think, it, like I said, I think it's interesting. I was laughing in, in my heart don't know, just now as now I know, because
2: He laughing. did shout, "Repent for the kingdom of heaven is near." Well, that a that was well, No, that was actually that was John, John the, the Baptist. Baptist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I,
0: I was going to say I'm well, laughing because this may there. be of, of all the true. interviews mm-hmm. that Micaiah does, this will probably be no, one of the interviews later. that she will do. Fewest, few interviews that she will do where she will find out more about herself <laughs> from her interviewers and what they remember about her than she will tell and anybody that's okay. about. I was laughing because I remember when you did this and it meant this, and and she's like, "That's right." It did mean that, and Whoa. so. But but well, the reason I say that is one of the th- other subjects I want to touch on is about the secular song idea, and the thing that is that music is oftentimes, and its meaning is oftentimes in the eye of the beholder, in the sense that when you write songs. Um, and you and you just and you're putting out a blatant pat answer kind of message. And worship songs are that. They're supposed to be. We're worshiping God, yeah. we're telling God who, you know, we're we're proclaiming gratitude, we're mm-hmm. we're petitioning or so it's very clear what's happening in that. But when you're writing to a broad audience, you're writing what's coming from your heart. And what you just said, the aroma of Christ is on her because that's who you are. And so people can kind of sniff out Jesus. They're <laughs> going to pick it up. But the way the music's coming across has has been hit hits people differently. What I'm, at, what I'm asking, what I want to know is, can you tell us a story or two? Can you think of some times where people came up and told you about your song and what it meant to them? And you walked away going, I had no idea.
2: I mean, well, yeah.
0: On the spot, go. <laughs> well, five, five examples, go.
2: <laughs> well, mom brought up one time where I got a phone call from someone I did not know. And, um, and, uh, like, my friend, told like warned me ahead of time this person was going to call because they knew them but like they didn't want to reveal their identity or something Mm -hmm. and so i just got a phone call from this person who talked um she called me and she told me her whole story and she told me essentially that my song saved her life and um that yeah that blew my mind um how old were you i was probably 15 okay um, or 16, uh, and there was that, um, you did tell me what, at one point, what, what soon meant to you and, um, a, about, you know, waiting and longing for, for Jesus to come again. Um, and that did strike me because what well, I think when I wrote it, I was just, I was thinking, no, oh, it's going to be about my future husband or something (laughs) um but i loved that way more and i was like yeah that's exactly what i want this song to be about and uh that and then i would say uh many different people have given me different things that dangerous joy meant to them different ways uh
0: that's an interesting song that's got a lot of legs on that particular kind of story doesn't it
1: yeah I guess. I, I don't know. Yeah, because a lot of people have found courage from this or that, and probably even things you didn't really think they probably ought to find courage from. But yes. at the same time, <laughs> yeah. some yeah. people have found that the joy itself that they've longed for has felt, you know, like they had to make some sacrifices or some yeah, big kind of Yeah, sacrifices
2: for joy. Mm-hmm. Joy isn't joy unless you've gone through suffering. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, and it's kind of funny because the silly nature of that song, and the fact that when you wrote it, you were—it was a big deal to you—but you were just trying to make a decision to quit a job, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, I was just yeah.
0: You were like a teleoperator at, I wrote it at, after, undisclosed company. No, I wrote it after for. I
2: quit a job. That's I called so mom, <laughs> having a panic attack in the parking lot about going into that job, and. um yeah, and I I ended up just leaving, <laughs> and then you know officially that really quitting the job. I've had people when we've yeah.
0: done when we've been at shows and stuff. I've had people um, tell me because you did that show when you won Sound Off um, mm-hmm. moment to brag, won Sound Off
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: the in Seattle, and uh, I had I can't remember who it was, but it was oh no I know who it was when we been, went back the next year for the um, for the John Fogarty show. Who what was the name of our. Um, the the guy who made sure we didn't go anywhere we weren't supposed to go, Marcus. It, no, Dave. Anyway,
1: Thomas, Our escort guy. No, give me no. We, we should. Shoot. If you watch this
0: podcast, which I'm sure you don't. Sorry. Um. So anyway, I think if I'll he was watching, it. he's it not watching. Always Philip a at T. A hundred. Travis. 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 Travis right. Yes. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> engineer's <laughs> going. I knew that an hour ago, Jared. So anyway, um but we but he came he told me um going somewhere i just he said something about loving your music to me i think we were walking down a hallway i don't remember where particularly we were at the pop culture museum and and he said i love dangerous joy and that song has gotten me through some difficult times and i'm like really interesting That's so cool. and yeah. i mean it wasn't like he yeah. elaborated on wow. it but i've heard that kind of sentiment so i and i and i also know that i heard that from awesome. someone else around that same period of time which is why i think that song has got such uh enduring power because it's again so many different it's angles broadly written. The it's and... not like you're saying here's the answer it's saying life is difficult there are answers hang in there you know it's worth the risk to to take to take a leap to if you it's there's danger involved in finding joy you know yeah. and so there was yeah there's
1: a lot of songs out there i know what you're saying about depending on the hearer because i'll hear them and i'll I'll feel like they're worship songs because they, you know, I'm trying to think of a, an example, but it literally just a secular song. And some of them include some song words like prayer or, you know, whatever a lot of secular songs do. So you can tell that people are kind of resonating with the same themes. We're praying out or crying out for this, or we're praying for this to happen or that, whatever. But there's been a few of them that I, I feel like are much more blatantly about my relationship with God or you know my the things I want to say to him or the things I want whatever then I'm sure that they ever wrote it meaning you know so I think that's interesting that you say that and definitely Makaya your songs have taken it, their own meanings in different settings and, 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 I hope and that, with different people
2: yeah I was gonna say I hope that a, l- a lot with my music that <clears throat> it'll mean something different to different people um of course regardless i want it to mean hope and i want it to mean the right kind of hope ideally (laughs) um which i don't know what that means but yeah you you know what i mean not not the kind of confidence to go and to go and finally um cut someone off who doesn't deserve it but but the kind of confidence to you know maybe tell the truth to someone that you're afraid to tell the truth to or um yeah, take a courageous take take a take a leap that you were previously nervous about or unsure of. Yeah, to, to yeah to act on faith instead of fear in general.
0: That's a really good point. As a matter of fact, it's such a good point. I'm going to take a moment right now and say we're going to talk about that continuing at this table right here in the next podcast so you have to wait three days to hear where we're gonna go next but what we're gonna do next is micaiah i want us to talk a little bit about what we were talking about earlier when when you first sat down is living in difficult times and trying to be a public figure and so next time what i want us to do is pick that up we're going to do that so i want to say thank you for watching um ask mom and dad and we're going to keep talking and uh see you in a minute or in a couple of days